Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome back to Macabre Masters. Um, I'm leading this one. It's me, Original Nick, and I am joined by, as always, the lovely Noah and Pope. How y'all doing? Oh, no. <laughs> Give a little wink and that a was, kiss to the uh, okay. <laughs> to the to, to, hey, you, to you video viewers. Gave you a little wink and a kiss. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> I can't even do it convincingly. So yeah, here's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. How you doing? How are you doing? The smolder. <laughs> the smolder. Good times. So today we are talking about the uh, YouTube sensation and an ARG or an unfiction called Local Fifty Eight. Um, it premiered. I'm actually trying to look that. Up. I believe it appeared in. 2015 or 16. You know, I've seen this so many times, but I did not write it down like I should have. <laughs> but Local 58 is a horror anthology that takes place over decades, um, and it's on local TV, Local 58 TV on YouTube. Um, and the way it's presented is interesting. It started off kind of like a, a movement of analog horror that we've seen now. Um, pop its head up on YouTube and now through uh, some horror audio podcasts that I listen to. Uh, some of them are th- uh, through tapes. Um, but it so it takes place around West Virginia where we talked about Mothman, so more cryptids. Um, but it uh, started off with weather service or um, that was or no. Yeah. Yeah. It started off with you were on the fastest available okay. route, if I'm not mistaken. Or routes, okay, depending oh, on yeah. how you okay, say that. You're right. Weather service takes place before. So I was looking at the chron- chrono- uh, chronological order. You were on the fastest yeah. route came out uh, in 2016. That's right. That's the first one. Uh, what it is, it's Google Maps telling uh, our driver uh, where to go. This person's driving 87 miles uh, out of their way, so that's about an hour. <clears throat> um, so they're driving like an hour to an hour and a half out of their way. Um, and then it starts getting really goofy things that you wouldn't hear uh, a normal GPS saying like go mm-hmm. down an unmarked road and turn your headlights off um, mm. and well, our person does every it. time I know it's <laughs> I'm always like that sounds so stupid but when you get later on into it it starts to make a little bit more sense um, mm. but our driver turns their headlights off and when it turns back on there's like an alien or some sort of cryptid or uh, a skeleton there's like a it's something gross and goofy, and um, then they quickly back up and or turn around, and then um, the GPS is like, uh, make a U-turn. Your destination is 500 feet behind you. Your destination is 300 feet behind you. Uh, and then it ends with, uh, I believe, our car. Um, I think it like it's, uh, it's like thrown off the road and the windshield is cracked. So that mm-hmm. kind of sets the whole thing up. Um, this one, it's just, it was simple, it was creepy, and it was to the point, um, but it sets up the whole universe as technology is getting hacked by some sort of entity. When we talked about it on Lorecast, we had some theories um, at the time that was before um, Skywatching came out, I think. I think Skywatching hadn't come out yet, so um, the theories... Yeah, we did ab- two episodes mm-hmm. about it. Oh, sorry, yeah. We did just backing up, up until... I think we did up until Real Sleep, and then Sky Watching came out, so we did another one mm-hmm. on Sky Watching. Um, 
So they're all really, really spaced apart. If you're trying to watch the whole thing, you're <laughs> only going to get part of the story because it's not completed yet. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is, like, I mean, one thing that, it, that is interesting about it, if you just, like, in the context of only the first episode, is, like, uh, the creator, um, Chris Straub, I believe his name is, is Straub, I don't know how you say it, is, like, not shy about telling us that this isn't this is not real yeah uh it says by chris straw yeah, they have the credits. by so and so yeah he has credits at the end so it's not like they're framing this as something that's actually happened it's very clearly a uh a story being told mm-hmm. which i find interesting because if you compare it to other uh args or unfiction like you called them especially like one of the most prolific uh marble hornets is it's framed as if it really happened. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of using that to their advantage. Like they're kind of using the YouTube um, p- platform to their advantage in the storytelling itself, which is interesting. But um, one thing that I think is important to note is like, they're all, it's, they're all broadcasts from a, a local television network. So every episode is is as if it were, from a broadcast even though it's you know obviously fake and it's a story Mm -hmm. it's it's played as if it were a broadcast from a local tv network um so i think that's important to note because like a dash cam footage on its own would just be normal but it's a dash cam it's dash cam the the weird thing about it is it's dash cam footage that's being played on local tv you know and so that that in and of itself is just like strange about it um just going off like discussing the first episode like specifically but um i'm kind of interested to hear pope's thoughts because i've seen this a couple of times already yeah i'm sure nick you've seen it a couple of times already but this is pope's first introduction into it so i kind of want to hear like what you thought about it um honestly with that episode i was thoroughly unimpressed i mean to be honest i later stuff i thought was really great um and there's some stuff in there that i find actually in the series that I find very thematically disturbing, and I'll get into that when we get a little bit further into it. But for this particular one, just taking it as its own piece of media and its own piece of art, I found it ridiculously hokey um, and was just not very impressed with it. It's, um, I, I like the concept of it. Um, once again, specifically talking about this episode, um, I like the concept and I like the execution. I actually thought the execution was very good. Um, but I mean, the dash cam thing, the the found footage thing, the you know that that whole thing. Like we kind of got past that with Cloverfield and Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I think I think it, the series gets far more interesting when you start getting into stuff that ostensibly actually looks like it was broadcasted on a news thing because. Even if the plot is saying that basically it was broadcasted from this dash cam, it's not really quite as explicit mm-hmm. as it is in later episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as far as a little micro-horror story, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But there's basically no plot. Yeah. yeah. You know? Some creepy stuff happens. If you were driving down the street on a rainy day and your GPS was doing that, I guarantee you the moment it says go down this unmarked road and turn off the headlights, you're like, all right, Mothman has fucking taken control of my shit. 
Okay, I'm gonna turn this over to Waze and put Snoop Dogg on. Okay, <laughs> like I am not trying to fuck with this, and so it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion on it. I'm definitely not saying nobody should watch it or anything like that. I just, as somebody who's completely new to it, when I watched it, just this one I thought was, um, I thought it was a cool proof of concept. Yeah. But beyond that, um, did you watch things it? Things get in, a lot better. Later. Did you watch it in order, like starting from? Uh, you're like oh, the oldest to the newest. Okay. I did. Okay. okay. Um, there is a, a timeline that, or there's a timeline that is outside of upload date. Um, and that's set through, um, the local 58 logos, uh, with the first mm-hmm. one starting around, I think, I think it was like the, uh, wherever Lyndon B. Johnson was, um, and even the newest episode, actually, if you watched the um, digital translation, which I watched just before this, it shows all the logos through and it has the timeline through. Um, this is clearly an alternate universe. It's supposed to be an alternate universe outside of our own. It's not supposed to take place here. Um, but I do believe contingency is where it starts to get more of the world building um, outside mm-hmm. of our own. Because if you watch, you're right, if you do watch... Um, you were on the fastest available route. It is odd. Why would someone throw dash cam? Why would they have like uh, a video program and then it would, you know, show dash cam style footage? I don't know why someone would show that. Um, <clears throat> and if you did go, why would I would just turn ways off? Um, but when you start reading contingency and you go frame by frame or slide by slide, um, it starts to get more interesting and uh, more wor- uh, world building. Um, I think so when I have it, I have pulled up here on the Wikipedia, it says weather service is the first one that came out, but I think that's wrong. I think it was you're on the fastest available route, then contingency. Do they uh, mean like timeline wise or? It might be, um, could be timeline wise because weather service came out after you're on the fastest available route in contingency. It's possible hmm. that they mean timeline. Well, it says released on October sure. 2015, but I don't remember that being it that early. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe he released it and then deleted it and put the other I'm ones sure. up first, reordered but it. I think with Contingency, that was the next one that I remember. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. You're on the Passability Route, then Contingency. But that one starts off with uh, Sign Off Day, and it shows some really weird stuff. It's a, an emergency alert. Um, for the Department for the Preservation of American Dignity. I don't know if you started, like... So, I know Noah's gone through, like, slide by slide and has, like, written down notes, but Pope, did you um, do any sort of, like... Did anything catch your eye and you, like, pause it and you're like, oh, whoa, this is really weird and I gotta keep looking at different slides? I don't know what you mean. So... Like, for stuff like that, you would have, um, so random stuff would pop up, uh, especially in later episodes, but for that one, it was, uh, playing the Star Spangled Banner, you got a message from the president, Lyndon B. Johnson, which in our current timeline, yes, he should have already been out of office, or it was recorded before he was, um, uh, before his term ended, um, <clears throat> but stuff like the Department for the Preservation of American Dignity, we don't have that in our timeline uh, the real world um so when i saw something pop like that then you have uh messages for um the 
I think it's the the freedom position where it's feet up or front lawn feet up. Yeah. Uh, and stuff. So like that. one thing that one thing that happened while I was watching it was I pretty much figured out like not to give myself like credit or anything like that, but I pretty much figured out instantly that I was not looking at something that was meant to be reality. It was meant to be pseudo reality. Mm-hmm. And so like when I will say that that one in particular, I found very disturbing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because if you think about, if you think about TV back in the day, um, it was a lot like that. Like there's a, there's a very real layer of authenticity over what they were doing. And, um, so, but I will say that like when it started getting into the, like the freedom position or, uh, you know, the kids and the, mm-hmm. the woman before you type stuff, um, I will say that I was like, whoa, like, and so what's even better about it is the fact that it's all conveyed through words, like over an American flag. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like not even, there's no graphic imagery. There's no anything like that. Um, and so when they said like, and the, the, the part where they're like, um, and please guys forgive me. I haven't watched this as much as you have. I've only seen these once. But the part where it basically says, uh, go do what needs to be done. Um, I I took it as, okay, go get your gun and defend America, right? Like against <laughs> yeah. these invaders, whoever they are, whether they be foreign or whether they be alien. And so when it revealed that that's not what they were saying, like when there's nothing to fear, um, you know, do your American duty and basically kill mm. yourself. Like I was like, I, I honestly was like, okay, that took skill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That took skill. The first, like the, 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 um, you're in the fastest available route was cool, but I don't know about like if it took skill to really tell that story, but telling a story in the way they did in this one, like that took skill. Like that was the first thing I recognized was the hustle. Like I was like, okay, you're good. Cause he's also, also exclusive, almost exclusively using stock. footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's, it's, it's disturbing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is especially like something like uh, in the early days, like I don't remember the exact year, but if like the 1950s, 1940s, that kind of stuff, um, you could easily picture if something like catastrophic happened, you could easily picture because people in general, we didn't have the Internet. And so people sat in front of their TVs every single night. And that goes a little bit into a little bit of the mind control that happened through TV. It's alleged it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, and so, oh dang, Noah, your your screen just completely blinked. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I noticed something yeah. happened, but no I didn't more. know what happened. <laughs> no more bad. No more bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, with that said, it's um, there's some conspiracy theories about like TV and what happened back in the day with the TV, and mm-hmm. um, and basically that they flashed like subliminal mm-hmm. messaging and stuff across the screen. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like consume or worship God, that kind yeah. of stuff, and so it plays into a little bit of that stuff because people really listen to yeah. their TV. Oh yeah. So I did find that very chilling. Mm-hmm. I found that incredibly chilling, and that was like the first moment that it really grabbed me that they're actually like, they're like really going hard. Yeah. Like this is not funny. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. that definitely is very is... impressive. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's definitely a running theme is the whole subliminal messaging thing because, like, people now know to scrub through it, like, frame, not frame by frame, but, like, word by word to see, like, what he's posting yeah. and, like, what kind of messages are being being said in these videos. 
because the whole what subliminal messaging is in it because i haven't scrubbed anything if you go to uh, throughout real the whole sleep, series a lot real sleep is all about subliminal messaging there's mm-hmm. that one part where it's like read the words without reading um so basically it's telling you just to stare and it would like flash things um <clears throat> like there are no faces um sleep is the enemy Ugh. uh there's just that a bunch of stuff in okay i remember subliminal that. messages numbers um if you so, look in the comments honestly people will list out all the list stuff that's said in it yeah the thing with i remember that because when yeah. stuff was flashing really, mm-hmm. cr- really quickly it's yeah. it's crazy like it's it's really spooky i think like i mean this isn't really if if i had to pick the two most disturbing uh mm-hmm. videos of them it would definitely be real sleep and contingency because they're yeah. the two mo- the ones that make you go uh, i would probably uh, have to say the one with show for kids actually is <laughs> the one that I think is the creepiest. Um, the show for kids wasn't that real sleep. No, the show, show for, for kids, kids was, was the one with the little, um, the that little one skeleton has, guy. Uh, Wait, the, it's got uh, uh, what's his name? Cadaver from another Cadaver. show. Another oh yeah, Cadaver. Yeah, yeah another ARG okay. that Chris Rob made. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing I'll say about contingency is actually something like this has actually happened in real life. So basically this one gets hijacked and it says don't play this unless it really happened like unless america really got taken over but it says don't use past like 1976 or whatever um mm. and it says this was just a hoax we didn't mean to air it and then it was like no it's not a hoax it was a hoax um there was an actual real life situation that actually happened in real life in hawaii um oh yeah <clears throat> yeah where someone hijacked the TV and said there's a missile incoming to Hawaii or two missiles. You have 10 minutes. People got texts about it and stuff. Yeah. And everyone was like, I guess I'll say goodbye to mom. (laughs) Yeah. That was nuts. I remember when that happened happened. relatively recently. It was in the last like five years at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was, it was recent. One of the themes in this, in this series, I don't know if you noticed this Pope. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it's just like, a general battle for the airwaves like yeah. it definitely seems like there is some entity or or at least from my gathering and from a lot of people's understanding i would say so too there's like some entity that's trying to get a hold of the airwaves and send messages to the people using this local mm-hmm. um television station but um do you do you, uh, this is this is because kind of turned out to be more of an interview with someone who hasn't seen it like but i'm i'm intrigued to i'm intrigued to know like um what are some themes that you've noticed pope that that's kind of stuck out to you i actually i think if i could take one kind of overarching thing that i i thought i noticed and i thought was really interesting uh whether it was intentional or not it's actually the idea that tv is overall a service right and so it's a service and it's good for you it is scientific scientifically these days we know that's probably not true but um that it's it can be trusted and like that it's what you see on it is objectively true Mm -hmm. and that's an assumption that i think most of us make if you see footage of the war in iraq then you're seeing actual footage of the war in iraq Mm -hmm. um but the thing is, is that what he did was <clears throat> played with that idea to where it's like it looks real enough to where you do trust it when you first watch it. And if you go in blind like I did, because I knew nothing 
about this going in. So I just knew that you guys liked it and thought it was cool and that we wanted to talk about it, so I watched it. And so it plays with that trust and and what makes it ingenious, and it's not on just one of them, it's very much most of the videos. Like you think about something like Real Sleep, this starts out looking very legitimate. It looks like something that you would really see. And then slowly it morphs into this thing that's obviously malicious. And it's obviously... I don't want to say evil, but it's obviously not meant to help. It's meant to harm. And um, I just think the execution for everything I said about the episode, about the um, You're on the Safest Rod episode, um, the other ones I thought were ingenious for that reason because they lure you into kind of the sense of security, you know, even with the cadaver cartoon. Like, it's like, oh, this is a funny kind of like early 1950s Disney era cartoon. Like, that's fun. And then it just starts getting darker and darker. And you're just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I'll tell you, nothing nothing in this whole series, like, really freaked me out. But except for except for the, um, what was it? Uh, contingency. Contingency freaked me out because of the implications of it. Mm -hmm. And also weather service I thought was pretty freaky as well. Um, was weather service again? I kind of forgot about. I'm pretty sure that's is. the one where it's like the moon. Yeah, sky watching is the one where <clears throat> sky watching is the one where uh, it's a guy. They showed more footage, so it's like he took the concept. So he he, what I've noticed is Chris Straub will build upon. He'll make like a Katamari effect. He'll take something and then he'll add on to it and improve it. So when you get to, I think isn't weather service the one where they're saying. There's going to be a meteorological event. Look outside, yeah. everyone. And then someone's like, don't look outside. Um, so yeah. that kind of reminds me of uh, contingency. It it goes, he started off with, you're on the fastest route, which was all video. Um, then you got into contingency where it was all, uh, all text. And then you had another all text battle um, with the two entities at play. Then you get to sky watching where it's, back to someone else's random footage same thing with um the the real sleep was footage that's not supposed to be on a tv again um mm -hmm. so the overarching like everything about it is there is a battle going on something to do with the moon something to do with the moon is all we really 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 know right now at the time of recording uh digital transition had just or uh yeah digital transition has just come out um uh, and so what it is, is um, there's something going on with the moon. We have aliens, possibly, when you get to, um, what you call it? Oh, you're on the fastest sky available watching. route. Oh. Oh, which one did you say? I said sky watching. But sky watching also does know. have like the implication of aliens. Um, yeah. So basically, and also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you look at the times... All the programming is really late at night. Why would a show for kids be on it? Was it two or four in the morning? Either way, I'd be asleep or trying mm -hmm. to hide and watch Boondocks uh, <laughs> as a kid. Um, <clears throat> to be fair, if you were a kid that was watching TV at that time, you probably needed a program like Real Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Possibly. Um, <clears throat> so when it got to show for children, I think that's really when it got to the moon implication because whenever you go to you're on the fastest available route you see an alien 
contingency, it says the world um, has been, America has been taken over. And that was something in their world that was supposed to play and you're supposed to kill yourself. So you're getting hijacked and telling to kill yourself. But when you get to show for children, it implies that the moon um, is the thing that kills you. I don't know if you noticed, but the moon starts off really happy. And then Cadaver goes and sees his little friend. And when he looks at her, she's like, horrified she has a horrified look on her face <clears throat> then he walks again a little more scared and then he sees that bird and the bird is half dead but it's really gross um after that the moon gets really angry he's he goes from a smiling gets, like, face bigger. to lips closed eyes wide mm-hmm. um and then we see cadaver go down into a grave or down into a hole uh, and when he looks at the moon he dies so it's all of um and then when you get to sky watching, you have someone's random um, VHS and he's looking at the moon. The moon disappears. Then it comes back really large. And then it says his throne. So the whole overarching everything is that something to do with the moon. Um, that's all I can really say right now is it's a battle. And if you look at the moon, something happens. Um, it kills you. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. That there's something bad happens when you look up into the sky and observe the mm-hmm. moon or whatever meteorological events is going on. <laughs> so we don't quite know yet. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is um, it doesn't really, aff- I don't know how much this affects the story, but initially, I don't know if you know this Pope, but initially um, Chris had planned on making a, the last, like the, the video that followed sky watching instead of digital transition was supposed to be about a virus, but you know, with the current situation that's been going on for (laughs) almost two years now, he decided maybe that's not a good idea. It's a little in poor taste. So he had to kind of rework things. Um, What's interesting, which I noticed about uh, digital transition is like, I mean, obviously this is a real thing that happened in, the mid two thousands was mm. things switched over from analog to digital and you would not be able to get a, um, a, a, uh, a TV signal unless you had like the, your TV had the capabilities to, you know, connect, you know, to the digital airwaves instead of the analog airwaves or whatever. Um, and so it's interesting to see, cause everything before this has been analog. So like, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how, not only is it, it it kind of marks a new i don't know what he has planned after this if he has anything planned after this um but it kind of marks a new um uh i don't know chapter in in the local 58 story in in my opinion um but what really stuck out to me specifically was that it named the city Iker Iker Falls mm-hmm Icor Falls, Icor Falls. I don't know how you pronounce that, but um, that's like a, he had a comic back in the day prior to Local Fifty Eight mm-hmm. about I think it was called Icor Falls or it was had something to do with it, um, and uh, I think he even wrote a short horror story that had to do with it as well. Yeah, about, Cadaver's in it, uh, or he's in one of the two projects he has outside of this. Yeah. Candle Cove. And it's Candle Cove. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. 
Uh, I don't. I think Candle Cove was. Uh, to sum up Candle Cove, it was a it was a short story, um, that was written about. It was it was written as if it was captured from a message board, and it was a bunch of people kind of having this conversation about this show that they all collectively remember from their childhood, which basically like was very was uh seemingly innocent at times but then seemingly very dark at times um, but they only have vague memories of it and when they ask their parents about like the show they're like oh yeah you would sit at that blank tv screen for hours watching nothing yeah and so that's like the spooky thing is like parents couldn't see it but kids could um uh but they mentioned Iker Falls, and so I, th- if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time Local 58 references Iker Falls, mm-hmm. which I believe is the setting for the comic, which stars Cadaver or has Cadaver in it somehow. Um, I remember back in the Local 50 or back in the Lorecast days, I did a decent amount of research looking into the comic, mm-hmm. but I honestly don't remember much about it. But I do remember that that's uh mentioned is Iker Falls is the setting for this uh this um the story. So it's interesting to see that they actually acknowledge it in the in the actual show. Um but yeah. No, that's that's all I had for for that one. Uh sure. So now that we've kind of talked about maybe like the overarching everything about it. Well, actually if you if you did if I watch uh, digital transition correctly, it said they're not going to be making the move. It was like we're going to do the switch to digital, but it said we're not going to be making the digital move at this time. Um, and some of the things that like <clears throat> I even have it like pulled up right now, but at the end it says if you're viewing this message, your TV is not being configured for digital reception. But it's kind of that one's at the foreground. But if you look in the background, you have that's what I mean by like going frame by frame is you have. Uh, it's like washed out and in the background it says I the one you watched I the always here they make you thought from pieces then there's something that's covered up covered up thoughts shape in needles they dream themselves in knives so local 58 is something that on your first viewing you watch through and you you breeze through it and you go wow that was really creepy the second or third time you start to watch through, that's when you go frame by frame, numbers by numbers, and you go, "Wow, okay, that's really interesting." So did you did you read any of that, Noah? I I know people in the comments kind of posted it. I tried to see what it was what was said, but it was kind of difficult to mm-hmm. read what was said. But um, it is it it is something that's like it's just it it's hard to um piece together and obviously this is the intention but it's hard to piece together like a concrete story and so he's obviously going for a more surreal kind of uh storytelling uh aspect um but i did notice that there were other uh text in the background um but i didn't quite get the great look at them and i didn't maybe i'm just not paying attention because i i saw some of it like but i was like i don't know like i was like okay that's cool um so i think part of it is i got the bug when i actually i think i would say local 50 no i watched marble hornets first marble hornets was the first arg that i really really watched um 
And I think... I've never seen Marble Hornets. What is it? So Marble Hornets is another... I would say it's an unfiction. So I guess maybe I should have started off with this. You have an alternate reality game, which has a game attached to it. Um, then you have an unfiction, which is... Uh, it's not fiction, but it's not true. It's usually uh, narrative only through chat or through text or through video or through um, those kinds of means where you don't play along. So when you when I think of like uh, you alternate reality game, you have and I'm, just, <laughs> I'm the nerd in here, but uh, Halo 2 had an ARG back before it launched. When it what they did was they played the the Halo 2 trailer and it said www.halo.com and it switched and it said I love bees.com and then it switched back. People were watching it and go, hmm, I love bees.com and it sent you to an agricultural site for someone who likes keeping bees. And then when you started digging through the website, it took you to pay phones all around the US. And so people were playing the game, going to all these different pay phones. And getting story chunks through people um, through uh, a Microsoft or or, uh, a Bungie employee calling that number. So you had to play along. There's other there's other ones. um, But so that's just that's just an easy, simple thing is if it's an ARG, it has a game attached to alternate reality game. But an unfiction is um, a story. Would. Would. so Marble Hornets, mm-hmm. just to explain to Pope, it's um, it's about Slenderman. Yeah, uh, it's based so, on Slenderman. So d- does Marble Hornets is that considered an a, an alternate reality game since since the eight pages is based off of Marble Hornets? I think it could be considered an ARG now. So if you watch Marble Hornets, so at the time, um, I guess it did really start off as an ARG. Someone started. Um, it was a creepypasta first. Then someone drew a dis- or edited in a picture of a really tall guy in the background of a picture uh, of kids on a playground, um, and then people thought it started thinking it was real. So I guess it kind of turned into an ARG. And then I think Marble Hornets maybe is unfiction, and then the game itself is uh, an ARG. But Marble Hornets is um, so it's a film student who was making a movie called Marble Hornets. And the YouTube channel is supposed to be dedicated to him, uh, that that show. But his friend is like, hey, it types up on screen. My friend is missing. Here's the tapes that he had um, in his closet when I found it. And then it goes and he shows you that he's like, hey, take a look at this. Maybe you'll find something. And um, it gets progressively um, <clears throat> worse and worse for our main character. And the, the story progresses to where it's an alternate reality, but it's not really a game. So, um, mm. I forget what we're talking about, but yeah, <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I got, I went onto a train and confidently went with it. And now where were we starting off at? I mean, it is just interesting to see like how those kinds of ideas affect, like mm-hmm. they're obviously different because, uh, Marble Hornets is all first person. It's mm-hmm. much. It's not using stock footage. It's all created for the sole purpose of uh, mm-hmm. of the narrative. But it's interesting to see how they those kind of styles are still very similar because you know it's trying to tell this spooky story 
through this um, short form visual media like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Even though they're very different and how they approach it, it's still like interesting to see them like to see how people tackle these uh, these um, storytelling mediums. But I think like this is technically considered analog horror, mm-hmm. I think is the technical term for uh, for um, the the type of media that uh, that local 58 is. Is it the first of its kind? Or was it like inspired so. by something else? I think it's kind okay. of the first of its kind. And I think that's part of it is we have. Um, so basically we're testing out, we're, we're taking the car off the lot. We're taking the Tesla truck out for the first time and seeing all the bugs. And I think it takes a special kind of person to really, really get into ARGs and unfictions. I think um for someone who really really likes watching movies and switching their brain off and not having to think about it too much you could do some layers but to get really deep down you're like i don't want to that's not for me that's a little bit too much or um people who just i'm not sure who don't really like uh convoluted things that i mean also part of it is he his upload is very erratic he has um, what those 10 episodes uh, starting from two years ago or no five years ago 2016 well contingency went on I forgot he had local58.info first so contingency did come out first in 2015 or weather service came out in 2015 but on a different website you're on the fastest oh. available route was the first one on YouTube so technically uh, weather service did come out first but on a different website Mm, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had to look that up. I didn't realize. But I think... So we're taking it out for the test drive. And... So let's see. Analog horror. I'm going to just look it up. Because I don't know how to explain it. Um, analog horror is a web original subgenre of found footage. So basically, it's... What's a subgenre? It's like... Um, it's like slasher of horror movies yeah slasher of horror movies that makes it better i was going to try and go for a music thing like oh, metalcore metalcore is a subgenre like, <laughs> not all not all horror movies are slasher movies but slasher movies yeah. are horror movies yeah there you go yeah not every not every uh every square is a rectangle but not every rectangle is a square <laughs> exactly yeah um so there are not that many um from what yeah, i there see. don't seem to be that many I know, I know there was one that was heavily inspired by Local 58 called Gemini Home Entertainment, mm-hmm. which I haven't really delved into, to be honest. But then there was actually another one that I watched, and I watched it in full. And it's a lot more to do with like um, American history and like American uh, like monuments, hmm. which is interesting. And I got to be honest, I cannot for the life of me remember the name. Um, if I, if we do remember it or if I find it, we'll put it in the description of the, uh, of the episode. Um, cause it's not, it's pretty good and I enjoyed it, but it, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name, but, I um, really, actually the first one that I watched and I didn't even realize was CHSS. That one came out, that one came out while we were, uh, back at the school we went to 
and I started watching it, and that one was a really weird one too. Um, hmm. So there are really not that many. There's less than 30. There's less than 30 altogether. But when you go into um, uh, other unfictions and stuff like that, you get more and more. So, so Local 58 is called the Trope Maker. So basically everything that happens in Local 58 changes the entire landscape of the analog horror. So I agree. It's definitely like uh, the leader in it. it. It's one of those things where like there hasn't been much innovation outside of it, or at least not that I can, not that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, I've only really seen like that one, that American history one, and then one of the Gemini home entertainment ones. I don't know how much they've kind of become their own thing, but um, yeah, it definitely is like a trendsetter for sure. Because now everyone wants to make analog horror stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But now it's switching to digital. <laughs> digital horror. Exactly. Um, so I guess we'll have to see whenever all these other places go uh, digital as well. Let's see. What else? Let's see. Is there anything? Okay, well... <laughs> edit this part out for real for the macabre yeah, master can, fans out there i am still here <laughs> i guess we haven't been really asking pope uh too many questions i don't know no you this is not a pope interview sure. this is this is <laughs> edit this part we, out we, we, we like you chiming in though yeah I'll, I'll i'll get creative about how i approach this for sure the um i mean i i think that i think that it's creative and interesting but i think it's really hard to make a true judgment call unless you're like one of those people like nick was talking about earlier that like super gets into this stuff and like you know and i know people like that you know mm -hmm. and that's really neat like that's really cool um it's it's never been something that i've done like i'm not really much into like the whole like it's even like it extends to other stuff too like before steven universe ended there's all these different conspiracy theories about like what was going on with steven universe or you know that I don't really get into that stuff. I just kind of let things play okay. out the way they're going to play out. But um, so I'm curious to see where it goes. I I because right now I don't think there's much of a good indication. I do think that he does have a huge challenge ahead of him though, hmm. and that is that what he's doing right now is very creepy. But one day he's going to have to show the monster, yeah. and. That's going to be very difficult to pull off without being corny, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're doing this type of, you know, he doesn't have multi-million dollar budgets yeah. and stuff like that, mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe he does. He's got like 16 million plays on YouTube, so. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much just him, maybe. too. It's like just that dude. I think that is pretty interesting. I think it shows the level of commitment to the fan base. Um I haven't been on the subreddit, so I don't know how toxic the the fan base is. Um, no clue. He's got he's got a decent amount of subscribers. He's got four hundred sixty thousand subscribers, millions of plays. Um, this new one did get a big hit uh, for views, and that's just because I think it's just he uploads two videos a year. If uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. if that because the he's last got, video he uploaded was like two years ago. Yeah, so. It does show some dedication with the first one getting 2.3 million views. Then the contingency has uh, the most views. I think it's the creepiest one. And I think everyone was like, oh, I'm on board for this one. Then you get weather service 2.4. Uh, it starts to go down 
around station ID. You, then you get show for children, 1.6. A look back, 1.1. Are there There's any sleep. with less than 100,000 or less than a million besides the last one? No, all of them have a million views except for the newest one, which is 490,000. And it's been uh, Halloween was the day that it switched over, uh, mm -hmm. that it uploaded. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a it is kind of weird that like it's not more that more people aren't uh, like interested. But I guess that's what kind of what happens when you're very inconsistent about the not calling him out or anything. Because I can understand why this would take a lot of time, mm -hmm. but you know it does unfortunately come with the inconsistent uploads. Yeah, I have no idea about any horror related podcasts who would know anything about inconsistent youtube uploads <laughs> no i can't think of any off the top of my head yeah i can think nah, of a couple nah. i can think of uh four channels right now <laughs> with inconsistent uploads <laughs> they're all mine um <laughs> i was throwing shade at us nick <laughs> i was talking about myself <laughs> um oh he's like he's like all four of my podcasts <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah lorecast is behind on uploads uh original Net games has been dormant for years um I think part of it, the problem is, is that it kind of came and I think, I don't, I don't want to sound down, but I think it's already on the downslope because it made a splash yeah. four years ago, five years ago now, but I mean, no one's really talking about it. I think after Skywatching, people kind of slowed down. Um, I mean, Skywatching was almost three, <laughs> almost three years ago now. <laughs> Um, did it come out? I mean, that's just how it goes, though. I mean, it came out. That's the thing. Like, what, what, what do you know? Like, that Two. is popular when it comes out, and it just never wanes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's just it's part of the it's it's part of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then he'll put out something most likely that grabs a lot of people's attention, and then, but here's where it gets nasty, because he'll put out something that grabs everybody's attention, and then suddenly you'll have gatekeepers. Like, I've been around since the first video, yep. you newbies. You see it with every fandom, mm -hmm. and I just want to, like, stab my eyes out with ice pick. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't your exclusive club. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You know? But that's probably what's going to happen. He's probably going to green day us, and we're just waiting for the American idiot to come out. Mm, true. One thing that I do want to note, like, about the show is it's, like, very surrealist, like... Just the the storytelling is not um, classic narrative, and so it is kind of difficult to talk about this because it's all kind of oh, this is what I think is happening. This is kind of what we think is what he means by this. So mm -hmm. it is kind of hard to nail down like a definitive story and um, approach that he's taking to this. So um, I think that like maybe the best way to approach something like this from somebody who's not like a super fan. I do think it's really cool, but somebody from somebody who's not like done a lot of research on it, I think a problem that we have with modern day media as is and it's all of us. It's not just, you know, you or me or, you know, sweaty dudes, you know, in their mom's basement with Cheeto dust all over them. You know, you're missing the Cheeto dust also and you're not in your mom's basement, but okay, Nick. <laughs> um with that said, uh is I don't think people like take shit at face value mm. anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like so they read into things. You have more. to consider the possibility that there is no overall plan for this. Yes. Mm -hmm. That there is no deeper meaning mm -hmm. to it. 
that my dude just wanted to make pseudo propaganda videos. And, and I don't know if that's true or not, but like watching it at face value, I found it very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go on a subreddit and do research. I didn't have to talk to somebody who took it apart frame by frame. I thought it was cool the way it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we, I think we really do that. We really get lost in the sauce and we're like, yeah. You see it all the time yeah. with so much media. Like people just like this means this and this means <laughs> this, and then it, and then something comes out and it's like actually no, that didn't mean that. You just need to get a life, <laughs> you know. It's like Twin Peaks. Um, like Twin Peaks is very surrealist and like super out there, and uh, like initial. I'm just full disclosure. I have a love hate relationship with Twin Peaks. I love it, but I also hate it at the same time. Um, I love it because it's so intriguing and it really sucks you in and it tells like this has these very interesting ideas and things it has to say, but it also doesn't have a proper like a a uh, cohesive narrative. Um, and so like when I finally came to terms with, oh, David Lynch and Mark Frost are just trying to make surrealist art. then I was like, OK, I'm happy with this. I like this. And that's when I like came to my when I didn't have to. When I realized that I don't have to be digesting everything and like understanding the intricacies of like the them thematic element, it's like there is no thematic elements. He's just making stuff because it's weird, you know. It's like okay, mm -hmm. I'm cool with this, and I feel like that's and sometimes that happens. Yeah, since we didn't really go frame by frame every single video, um, we kind of <laughs> we expanded all uh, exhausted all resources mm -hmm. and talked about every subject that we really could because we're not the the frame by frame kind of people. Um, but also I think the last thing I have to say on this is the way things are going now, I'm afraid he's not even going to have an ending because Marvel doesn't have an end. Um, mm. everything now like doesn't indefinite. have an end and I don't think they have an end in mind. I think, mm. and when they do, they rush it. Steven universe had a rush ending in my opinion. I think adventure time had a rushed ending. Um, Game of Thrones, <sighs> Game of Thrones had a rushed ending. So people just want to keep making things for the sake of making them. Um, and I'm I don't afraid, know if that's I don't the case. To go down. I don't know if that's the case with him. Like, I mm. almost wonder if this is the last local 58 video we see, you know, because it's like the digital transition. It's like, okay, that's it. It's moved from it's, analog yeah. to digital. No more. Because, I mean, there doesn't really need any of these videos could be the end because there isn't enough cohesive storytelling to. I think, I think that's part of the problem is there's say not a lot it is of. Or not. There's not a lot of deep dive. There's not a lot of substance to it. It's mostly all theories and um, conspiracy. I think that's part yeah. of the charm of it, but also it does get into. It already does. It already does have gatekeeping, Devin. I don't know if you you didn't scroll down to the comics or the comments. I hope <laughs> because there's a lot of people who are you know definitive. It is aliens. Definitive. It is a foreign country hacking into. It is definitive. There is uh, a god on the moon, an eldritch god. Um, so I think I think right now is a good time for us to end this episode, and probably I wouldn't mind local fifty eight uh, ending. I think right now it piqued our interest because it uploaded again, but mm -hmm. now I don't think I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, I don't know how you feel, Noah, but I've watched it three times, the whole series, and I'm like, well, that was interesting. I don't I, feel I like I. Yeah, I don't feel the need to rewatch it mm -hmm. um, unless they put out another video in two years, and then I'll rewatch it. <laughs> um, I mean, if he puts out a new video like in a couple months, and I'll just watch the next video. 
But like, yeah, I, I think have, it's just yeah, watching just to watch now. Yeah, there's no reason to rewatch the the show. I've seen it like three or four times mm-hmm. already. Do so. you think you're going to go back through Pope and watch it one last time? I hope he releases the next one on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at the boobs. We'll look at the boobs together. All right. Well, I guess that's. I guess we're going to start wrapping up now. I think. Sorry. So I guess we're going to start moon. wrapping up now. <laughs> just the I know that was problems. stupid. I. That was so stupid and terrible. I apologize <laughs> to the creator of Local 58, who undoubtedly, undoubtedly will hear this podcast, and he'll be of like, course. you know, I really like those Bacab Master guys. I should go on here. Did he just imply that I would put out a video on Pornhub? Well, I think part of it, I didn't talk about it. What a but jerk. I, but he's also guy. a genius. I never, we didn't talk about it, but the problem is Matt Pat got his hands on it. You know Matt Pat? Oh, <laughs> the no. film theorists. Oh, uh, no. He used to be good, and then... I think he that did. kind of set it off was Matt Pat got his little grubby fingies on it and then everyone started that's watching it. That's why it has a couple million couple that's why it's clocked a couple milli. <laughs> Probably. There's also some like Russian guy cuz there's a lot of Russian texts in some of them. All right. Well, I go it needs to come to a natural end. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to keep going on forever and ever. So, yeah. that is it for our analysis of Local 58. Um I was really hyped for it before the episode but now that we've gone through and got some opinions on it i really think that now i think i think i'm done with local 58 finally <laughs> i remember constantly like in the message like hey anyone wants to do local 58 local 58 all right any last words uh noah or pope any last words about what you think what you feel about the show we'll uh, face first. up feet for feet together <laughs> uh i forgot what the last f is front lawn but... face up feet together that's the one that's all i got to say <laughs> and then another wink for you for you <laughs> beautiful video viewers noah uh as always is a true patriot doing his patriotic <laughs> duty <laughs> i salute so uh for those audio viewers, so I, audio listeners yes we we are all saluting now okay we're gonna salute all right oh. macabre masters signing off <laughs> oh don't forget Get it? to because uh, it's a tv show yeah okay just like off. just saying exactly just to sign off all right i was just going to remind our lovely okay. individuals to if you're listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that hit that one star rating um i'm just kidding <laughs> go ahead and hit that five star rating plus four uh go ahead and uh, comment or whatever you want to do hit us up at wherever you want um that's all i got yeah you know what's up i actually want to comment something on that as well so here's what happens okay so we we're getting some views on our youtube and people are paying attention to it and that's really cool Mm -hmm. and the podcast like the 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 numbers are doing really cool and that's cool too i'm super into it but something i noticed is we actually got a comment on one of our videos i think it might have been one of my pope explain videos and i was super stoked because it said like you're doing really good things and i'm like yeah and then it said promote your videos at fucking oh, we're asshole damn. people who post on your stuff to promote our own stuff.com mm-hmm. can somebody please go drop some real comments okay like yeah. give us some commentary we're we're like fucking filling around in the dark here yeah. like maybe people so, like this maybe people like this if you're really listening and really watching on the youtube type the number three first three mm-hmm. period and then your comment that way we'll know you're real <laughs> right exactly yes the number three uh-huh Number three. And then the best part is you're going to have to code Y. <laughs> what? 
I'm sorry. Where's the Macabre Master subreddit? I want conspiracies. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Pope isn't an actual ordained pope. Dude, don't tell <laughs> them that. I deny these allegations. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> when we when we're have a million views, they're going to go back and be like, if you watch the uh, uh, early episodes of, from, of Local 58, did you hear uh, Pope actually acknowledge his, uh, his uh, status as a not ordained pope? <laughs> um, actually, you weren't a real fan of uh, Macabre Bastards unless you were listening uh, back when they did Local 58. Yeah. Listen, guys, here's a pop quiz. Here's a pop quiz for you. And Pope explains episode uh, three. What did he say his voice sounded like? If you don't know it, I said Tin Can, by the way. Uh, if you don't know it, then you don't know them and you don't deserve to be a fan. How many Macabre Master t shirts do you have? If you don't have all That's of them, including are. their limited edition foil run, if you don't have all the, if you don't own the Macabre <laughs> Masters TCG, um, and they'll have the full art, uh, uh, Mothman, uh, uh writing Noah, or Noah writing <laughs> that Mothman. That's amazing. I want this to be, I don't want people to be like that. I I can't stand people like that, but I do want the TCG. Okay. Like, Masters I TCG. really, really want that. I want Mothman to be a boss. You know what I mean? I want I want us to all be bosses, but yoked. You know, look like Major Armstrong from fucking Full Metal Alchemist. And it's like double damage Spark- if you paired Noah and uh, Mothman together because he's my he's my biggest fan. Ah, uh, payment. <laughs> Noah and payment. No, and oh, payment. There right, that's right. Like I forgot. Card. Not Mothman. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even like know our own lore. A field of daisies. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Noah's not a true fan. Wait, he doesn't even know the lore. Yeah, wait three more years and I'll get a lore cast done. On- <laughs> oh my God, masters. <laughs> Oh my God. Masters All right, kids. And well, why they we need to get it. out of here. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody out there that's still listening, I don't even know if this is going to be an episode, but if it is, have a beautiful, wonderful night. Absolutely. You're all amazing and beautiful. And just remember to, uh, to 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 not look at the moon or look at the moon. It doesn't matter. You are you're going to die one day anyway. So <laughs> might as well you know be today. Speed up the process. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're kidding about speeding up the process. Yeah, seriously, don't speed up the pro- let Try to live as long as you can. Your parents or your family are going to have a miserable time paying $15,000 for a coffin, so let's delay it as long as possible. <laughs> um, okay, with that said, I, I was actually reading about scams at funeral homes today. That's why that came up. Oof, rough. I told my wife to scatter my ashes and you know, in, in a cardboard box. Like, I'm good to go. Okay, so uh, bye, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>